You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Beauty and the Beast After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Beauty and the Beast After Show. Uh, 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 I know the words, but that's okay. How do you I, not know the words? <laughs> Hello, happy Beastie Monday, and if you celebrate, happy Veterans Day. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I am one of your fabulous hosts, or at least I like to think so, um, Ali Kona Bradford, and then the other fabulous half. Hi, everyone. Paige Sullivan. Yay! And we're here to give you another wonderful recap of Beauty and the Beast Season 2, Episode, are we on five? Is it five? Father knows best. Six. It's six, you guys. How six. did six weeks go by already? Uh, I don't know, actually. I was thinking that to myself. This season's flying by. Yes. I know. I mean, it's getting better and better, so it's okay. And I think maybe that's why when something's great and you enjoy it, it just seems to zip right by you. I, I think it's just like everything, though. You know, it's like we watch these episodes every week, and we don't realize how many we're watching. And then yeah. you take a second, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're almost, we're getting close to halfway through this season. We're coming up on the what? holiday hiatus. Oh, I know. We really so are. So sad. So sad. But speaking of all your whoa, whoa, woes, whoa, whoa, that's whoa. exactly what I was saying at the very beginning of this episode because we see Vincent having dreams and he's naked underneath he, all those covers. Uh, he may or may not have had pants on. Boxer briefs or whitey tidies? Briefs. Mm. All day. <laughs> I really hope it was Me briefs too. all day. Me too. So anyways, going into the show, mm-hmm. we see that Vincent's finally having some flashbacks. And they're not dreams. induced by anything other no. than sleeping. No. So he's really excited going over to Catherine's house just showing up out of nowhere like, hey, so uh, did we do this and that and mm-hmm. all these other things? Yeah. And so how did you feel? Because I know you're kind of iffy about the whole speedy romance thing. And it did. It seemed really genuine. But at the same time, it's very, we're back to normal. Band-Aid. It's all fixed. I kind of, this episode I liked it because he was getting more of the memories back. So it seemed like the feelings were very genuine. Mm-hmm. Um. But even just the casual, like, putting her arms around him. Granted, she did say, she's like, oh, I'm sweaty. Don't touch yeah. me. Um, but the kiss, it was just a peck, you know? And it, that's what you do when you're in a relationship, not when you're, like, lusting after someone. Right. So it does feel like they've really fallen into a routine. But we have to remember, when we watch the show, we don't see every single day. We see bits and pieces of what's happening. So maybe we're just missing the in-between. So they have yeah. fallen into step. But I don't hate it as much right now because he is genuinely having feelings towards her and remembering right. things that right. they did. But he's also in a rush right now to just hurry up, let's celebrate. I only have two more missions left, not even realizing what Gabe's theory is, which is he could quite possibly I don't be know the why last mission. He doesn't think that himself. Why does he not consider that an option? I don't know. I think because he's too busy trying to see the bright side of things and just excited because he has this new life or what seems to feel like a new life waiting for him as soon as he's done with all his missions. So he's like, let's get these out of the way. I just mm-hmm. want to live. I want to be in love and I want to have memories and, and just go back to normal. Yeah, I see that. But even prior to that, how could he not think, you know, I'm killing beast after beast after beast. How could I possibly not be on this list? I, you know, I don't know. 
You know, mm-hmm. I know he's a soldier and he's been trained and, he, you know, not asking questions, just doing his job. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I would maybe be like, oh, I'm killing all the beasts out there. Maybe I'm going to be one of the ones who right. gets killed. Right. And Gabe makes a really excellent point, too, as far as the fact that whoever his handler is has got to know something about Murfield because he knows all this information about mm-hmm. all these different beasts and what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Vincent is pretty much wiping clean the slates of any trace of Murfield. So again, why wouldn't you? You are now a piece of that trace. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why he doesn't question it more. And I also, but that also leads to jumping ahead, I guess, in that conversation, how she says, "You, where's your humanity when you talk about killing these people? They're people. Yes. And you're just talking about it. She's like, it bothers me as a cop and just as a person, it should bother you right. that you're killing people. And I just really think it's with the training. You know, he's been trained as a killer. You know, when you're in, even if you're in war and you are a sniper, you know, you're right. told shoot that person, it's you shoot that target. person. It's not a person. It's, yeah, it's not a person. It's a job. Exactly. I, I think know. it's a combination of that also with the fact that he's in a rush to get everything over with and get his life back. So the mm-hmm. sooner the better. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's just knock this guy off. Who cares? Yeah. But Catherine has every right to be upset about it. Because and for her to be with him, he has to kill people. Exactly. But this entire episode, and we'll talk more about it later, but we see that beast side coming out a little bit more, that mechanical side coming out. And who was really ticking me off this episode was Agent Reynolds. Because okay. obviously he is having to cover his butt a little bit. But at the same time, I just feel like it's very conniving. Mm-hmm. Because well, yeah. You know, I mean, everything that he's doing in his conversations with Kat, yeah, you're trying to get you to know your daughter, but at the same time, really, what's the reason? Mm-hmm. Outside of being a father, you're trying to be nosy in her life, not because you care about her. How's your boyfriend? You know who her boyfriend is. How's he treat you? You know? Yeah. Why, like, why are you trying to, you know? Well, because in- he wants more information on Vincent. Of, yeah. But that's just, that's what makes me mad about it, though. But, you know, you're all about, oh, let's make it father, daughter, and this and this and that. It's not for a genuine, wholehearted, I want to get to know you reason. It's because I want to get to your man. I do think he wants to get to know Kat and he cares about her because when she does go missing for that short period of time this episode, or he thinks she's missing, mm-hmm. he does seem concerned and he seemed concerned about her in the past. Because it's his daughter. And he obviously does care about her. He went to her high school graduation and her college graduation. He was there for milestones because he really wanted to see those. I think he is a good father. But at the same time, he's a businessman. And just like, I feel like, you know how we used to see last episode, the last season, how the murders would parallel Mm -hmm. the storyline of Kat and Vincent? I think that kind of happened this episode, but not with Kat and Vincent. With Kat and her dad and then Tori and her dad. You know, their dads aren't good people. Right. But they love them. Right. You know, and but I they still care feel about like, them. Okay, then a commonality between the two of them is that their daughters, or at least for Reynolds, I feel like Kat comes second. She's very important, but she comes second. His business with Vincent comes first. And the same thing with uh, Windsor. His business, granted, at the end of the day, he gave his life in attempts to be normal again, but he built his empire. He was all about his business. And for a moment, he was going to turn down Kat's opportunity mm-hmm. to become human because he just wanted to do it himself because he wanted to keep his beast. I want to say bestiality. <laughs> but he wanted to keep the inner beast in him because it's a power. Vince and Tori both said it in the show. He enjoys it. It's not something where with Gabe or with Vince, they hate that part of them. They want to get rid of it. This guy is using it because he wants to be powerful. But given the option, he did ultimately decide to True. try. 
for Tori's sake. And I will say, I was very surprised. I honestly didn't see that one coming. Well, I almost think it was a scam. I think he was like, oh, I'm going to try. But he knew he could break out of it. He knew that he was powerful enough to get away. So I think that's why he said he would do it. And he also Mm. must know, because at the end we kind of find out something about Tori. Right. He must know that she is like him. Here's what I was wondering, because they didn't really show a whole lot. We saw a flicker, and she did something with her face. And part of me wanted to know if somewhere along the lines, this is probably really unrealistic because it's not a vampire, but in his big rampage, if he somehow struck her and no, passed his gene here, on. How, or- how old is Tori? Tor- 20s? Yeah, she's young. And they did this on him 20-something years ago. He 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So... What if he passed his genes on to her? That's he quite possible. He had a baby with a woman. Ah, good This point. baby is Tori. This is true. Tori is part beast, apparently. It's like Twilight. It is. <laughs> I mean. It is. Just no, saying. It, yeah. And so that must be who Tori is. Well, we already know that she's a beast. I mean, we, it, well, we, we talked assume, about it. But, but we yeah. talked about it a few episodes ago. Unfortunately, I was the one who gave out the spoiler that there, she's the first female beast. Right. But I didn't know how she became a beast, and I didn't know that she already was one because, like I said, this episode made me feel like it's a new discovery to her. But at the same time, the way they built the story is this is the first time Tori ever saw her dad beast out. That's what the way they built the story. Exactly. Is Tori a great actress? Maybe. 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 I don't know. Um, the whole situation with Vincent kidnapping her, though, um, you see the you know, he kidnaps her thinking he's saving her. And then it's interesting because Gabe and Tess are talking about this situation. And you see Kat come in. And Kat's defensive. Is she for the ki- kidnapping? No. But at the same time, she knows Vincent. And she's like, okay, he's a good person. He's probably rescuing her. Tess is really ready to attack him the whole entire episode mm-hmm. and i understand it's it's a weird balance because she wants what's best for her best friend but at the same time i feel like there's jealousy behind that i put a star in my notes and said tess wants best slash not vincent because yes. this whole episode even when it comes to gabe she says have you told her that you like her because when all of this blows up with vincent she's like rooting for it to not work yes and pushing gabe to confess his undying love when yeah and it's weird it's really weird i know she wants i don't think she's jealous i don't i don't think she's jealous i think she is a concerned friend and vincent is showing traits that aren't very great and you know when he doesn't even remember half of his life right well she says too i mean she does say to Catherine, look i just i want what's best for you and Catherine's like well vincent is what's best for me yeah what's so hard for you to understand and i like that you know gabe is so loyal to her that he's willing to do whatever it takes to save vincent right because he could be selfish and just be like yeah let's get rid of this guy we know he's gonna end up having to kill himself last mission then i can have cat all to myself yeah i mean he could very easily do that but i think he one he obviously owes his life to cat so right Right. you know you can't screw over Mm. she saved your life she did in more ways than one so i just i don't love the way tess is acting but i see why you know i see why she's doing it yeah it's just a hard position i think to be in but i liked her curly hair i did too (laughs) i put that in my notes too very feminine very pretty i liked it a lot yeah she looked very pretty i was sad uh we didn't have any jt this episode we did not he was on a retreat is that what happened that's what they said yeah he gave his notes to gabe because he was on a retreat um but I felt like they worked well together. Gabe and Tess didn't really do too much. No. Really? No, but Gabe is always the one who's spearheading all these missions. Well, he's the smart one. He's the one who's like, 
This is what's going this on. This is what's going on. Do you on. feel like Gabe is still in a place where he obviously himself feels like he has to prove himself, but everybody else around him, are they still in a space where they're like, hmm, we still don't trust you yet? No, I think they trust him wholeheartedly. Yeah. But, you know, once you've done people wrong, I think you're always trying to prove yourself worthy yeah. of yeah. their acceptance, yeah. you know? So um, he's done a lot of bad things in life, and he's making up for him. This is true. At the same time, too, just playing devil's advocate, he did a lot of bad things, but he did a lot of bad things as almost a totally different personality with a yeah. different driving force behind the reason for him doing things. Well, they say, this is getting all scientific yeah. on you guys, certain things, like say if you catch the flu, they say it makes you friendlier for about five days or something before you are con- uh, before you are showing symptoms. Really? And that's the flu's way of putting you in contact with more people. Ew, so you pass it on. So you pass it on. And there's other ones too, like Lyme disease can have certain effects if you let it sit too long. I think it's the same as being a beast. You know, once it's in you, it alters the way you act and the way you think. Right, and when you take course. that away, the anger is probably not there anymore. The accelerated emotions aren't there anymore. So you are essentially a completely different person. The old me's dead and gone. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. You know, I already know I can't sing. It's Okay. <laughs> I'm not no, mad. I thought it was okay. fine. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> going back into the television show, the first time we're going to rewind and go a little bit to the first part of the show, but the first time we see Tori's dad, Windsor, beast out, he's got all these special powers. He almost looks like the Hulk to me. He's got a very thick, broad appearance, mm-hmm. and he's obviously super powerful, more so than Vince, but when they first came in contact with each other, it seemed like Vince was down and out, and he was only blown away from the door once. Okay, can I actually, I'm going to retract something I've said previously. Yes. Uh, that we're assuming uh, Tori's just seen this happen for the first time. I actually do think she has just seen this for the first time. Because her dad strangles her against the wall. Right. And if she's a beast, I feel like she would have fought she back, or, fought back or done something or known what to do. Well, they did say also, too, for Windsor, he was infected with this 30 years ago, and not until three years ago did, did he, yes, yeah, so something triggered it. So maybe for her, she didn't know she had it within her, but this whole situation just triggered it, and that's why the glimmer came out in her eye, and all of a sudden, something's about to surface. Yeah. And I think she will go to, I guess, maybe I'll hold this for predictions. I'll hold that for predictions. Okay. Hold, please. Hold. Sorry. Take that back. How would you feel, though, if you found out your father put a tracking device in your arm? I would be furious. I remember as a kid just being mad when my mom would call to make sure I was at the, the right house. Yeah. Uh-oh. Which, you know, she'd be like, oh, just I just talked to Rachel's mom and you were there. I'm like, yes, I was. <laughs> um, you know, it yeah. just especially at her age, though, if somebody was tracking me right... Like, if my mother was tracking me right now, I mean, well, I'm in my 20s. Well, it tells you something is up. And yeah. how much does she know about her dad? Because they kept referencing... Well, they kept referencing the fact that he did all these dirty things to innocent people or whatever he did to create his empire, but they didn't really expand on that. So I don't know what it was that he was doing, but does she know what he was doing? I don't think so, but I think her mother knew, and I think that's why her mother's dead. Oh, I think he killed her mother. Yeah, I think he killed her for sure. Mom tried to warn her. But here's the thing, too. One of the things mentioned in this show was when he beasts out, I think it was Vincent. I don't remember if it was Vincent or Kat that had mentioned when he beasts out, the true him came out. And I took that as the abusive side because he was already, as Vincent said, caging her in. And maybe mm-hmm. it's because she knew she had it or he knew she had that in her genes as far as potential beasthood. But... um I totally just got distracted with my thought right now. Or he was just abusive. 
Yes, there you go. I think that he was already started. <laughs> I think that the, to be a man, to do whatever it takes to become successful and all these other things, you have to be a little bit on the controlling side, right? I think that it just crossed over into his personal life. And yeah. him being a beast, it just brought out the bad in him. But, sorry. No, go ahead. Going with that theme, then what does that say about Vincent? Yeah. Who are you now truly on the inside? Okay. I see where you're coming from. I think, though, when you become a beast, we learn that your emotions are heightened. Everything's heightened. Everything's right. bigger. Um, so if you feel love, you feel love stronger. If you feel anger, you feel it stronger. So if he was already kind of a controlling, possessive person, yes, he's that tenfold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if he wasn't an abusive husband, but he was somewhat jealous or possessive of his wife and his daughter, now he's crazy. Yeah. And so what I think is, I don't think being a beast makes you bad. Yeah. I don't think being a beast made him bad. I think it gave him the opportunity to do what he wanted. I think he took advantage of it and did what he wishes he could have done when he wasn't a beast. But here's the thing, too. In season one, when Vince was a beast, at first... He had no recollection of what was going on. It was a blackout and things would just happen. Not all the time. And the I feel like it was like that no, in the remember? beginning of the show. No, because he would save people intentionally. He would save people and he'd be walking the streets and he'd smell blood, whatever. He'd save them. It wasn't until his DNA started changing that he had the blackout. True. So I think Vincent was already a good person. He wanted to be a firefighter. He was a doctor. He served right. in the war. Right. He was a good person. And when he was a beast, he used it to save people. Granted, he hurt people too, and he didn't right. intentionally do that. Right. But he did it out of good intent. Whereas Windsor is doing it with malicious intent. Right. So I think it just amplifies who you are. And if you already are a bad person and you're striving for things that aren't necessarily nice, right. you know, money, power, wealth, those are great, I guess, to have if you have them. But the road to the top is not an easy one, and we we see that all the time in our daily lives in the news that there's a lot of corruption, and of course, and so you only assume that that's amplified, right? I was really shocked. I'm gonna sorry, I have to jump all the way to the end, but I was really shocked to see who Vincent became because obviously the theme of this was human versus beast as far as the balance within Vincent. That was a very big focus on this show. Mm -hmm. And Kat obviously got to see a little bit more beast and she's starting to question it. But the big thing was when Windsor actually went in and finally volunteered to give his life to attempt to flatline, which I'll ask you later on if you actually thought that was going to work because I thought it was going to work. I don't know why I thought that this gentleman was going to be on a few episodes, not just one. So I was shocked when mm -hmm. Vincent reached in and grabbed his heart out. It was very, um, if you're a fan of other CW shows, it's very vampire diaries. I mean, they show that a lot. People just reach in, pull at the heart. Or if you watch Once Upon a Time, they reach in and hold the heart. Um, at least in that show, you can put the heart back. In this one, you obviously <laughs> yes. cannot put the heart back. I just feel like it's his training. It's it's in him. It's what he's been put through. They've They essentially wiped his brain clean, gave him a new set of rules, a new moral compass, and that's what he goes off of. He is just getting bits and pieces of his humanity back. They can't expect it to all be there. They can't expect him to shift gears. He was a trained killer. That's what he did. Well, you know what's interesting is that's not the first time. That's actually the second time we've seen a beast pull a heart out. Because we also saw, there was a few episodes back, and I don't remember the name of this beast, but I feel like... He was, it was in a garage and there was a car and there was a gentleman on the phone. Oh, yeah. And he reached through and grabbed his heart out. So it happens twice in this season. Well, it must be a, 
we're learning that all these beasts were created by Mirfield, which right. most of them, um, one was trained to start those fires. One, they were all trained to do different things. They right. were all made to do different things. So this is probably a tactic the beasts learn. You, that's just something they do because an average person doesn't have the power to do that. Right. I don't think Vincent did it with the intent to just kill him off. I think it was an instinct. I think it's what he's been doing. I think put in that situation a couple weeks ago before he had any memory of Cat or any of his previous life, he wouldn't have hesitated because that's who they made him. Right. Now, I could be wrong, but I thought I saw after he grabbed out the heart, he went back to normal human being, kind of looked at it. I felt like I saw a brief tear drop. I don't know if I saw a tear, but I saw like, like sweats. I saw like a uh-oh. Yeah. Whoops. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, that was kind of a big whoops. Yeah. I don't Even, think I don't think he intentionally did that. No. Well, no, I don't think so either. I do think it was instinct, but I think his instinct was heightened because Catherine was in danger. That's my thought on it. Probably. I mean, and even he says everything was happening so fast. That Let's talk about that conversation. To be honest with you, it didn't settle well with me. Don't get me wrong. I am total team Vincat all the way. But the fact that she asks him, she says, you know, what happened? And when he explains to her, you know, it happened so quick, this and that happened, I don't know. And she's like, it's okay. And then they kind of go back and it's just, it's all of a sudden, it's just okay that quickly before it bothered her so much. And then I think it's still they, bothering her. I but think- then she just accepted it and hugged him and was like, as long as you're getting, you know, better. And I don't know. I just, I didn't like that conversation. But we also had conversations throughout this episode with Tori and Vincent and Kat that these people, these beasts need that person to ground them. And he has Kat to ground him. And Tori's yeah. dad had technically Tori to ground him. Um, I don't I don't know how Kat could what could she say? I'm 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 mad. You shouldn't have done that. Uh you should have kept fighting him but not killed him. You should have restrained him. I mean, what was the end result they were looking for? Because he knocked the vial out of the hand. Gabe's on his butt. Cat's over there. Tori's freaking right. out. Right. What really was going to happen? He, Logistically, yeah, yeah, he what was going to happen? He, he had was to go- die. Yeah. It just happened to be a very vulgar way that he did it, and I think it just startled everybody and was the, the situation. And the problem is, when you take out the heart, you can't boop, back, back yeah, to life. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't you kill them in other ways? But essentially, they were all going to kill him. Essentially. Yes, that's true. That and is true. he was beasting out. He's stronger than Vincent is. There really aren't many options there. So for her to get angry at him, it's kind of like, ah. Oh, Okay, so say we're in the middle of a mall and some guy takes a girl hostage and somebody shoots him. Are you going to get mad because you wanted that guy alive? Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying she doesn't have a – she should be angry with him. I'm just saying she got so comfortable with him again. Does that make sense? As far as trustworthy, comfortable, safe, and everything else. Yeah, sure, he's safe when he's human, but he just showed you that he's still unpredictable as a beast. But he, he was unpredictable last season and she still felt safe with him. But he never – he was different last season. This season was different. But to her, she's he's Vincent. He is Vincent to her. You know, as much as he's changed and Tess sees it and Gabe sees it and everybody else sees it, she sees the Old guy Vincent. she fell in yeah. love with every time she looks at him. I see him 25% of the time. And that's yeah. about it. But we weren't in love with him. Like in the that's sense that I mean, we weren't in a relationship. I was not no, in a relationship with him. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> She's like, well, whatever. Just really well, quickly, just to re go back and correct myself because Lee, Lee Gardner, you just let me know that the beast we were talking about is Sebastian. All right. The one that grabbed the heart out. 
And then Ruth Cassie was telling me, uh, oh, black boxer briefs. Didn't you notice in the woods when B bent over? <laughs> no, but look at you, girl. <laughs> Paying attention to so detail. So funny. Ah, yes, but was he wearing the same boxer briefs as he was that morning? Did he not shower? Well, I mean, you know, maybe he just didn't have boxer briefs on or maybe I, he sleeps I, in the nude. <laughs> just I leave it know. to your imagination. You are so funny, though, with that. Didn't you see his unders and where when he bent over? <laughs> I guess I missed that. Maybe I was taking notes when that went down. I don't know. I know. I know. Sometimes I have to pause the show because I'm, like, taking notes and I'm, yeah. I know I'm missing things. Yeah. That's not something I've rewound before, before. But yeah. like, oh, wait, I missed the undies. You know, I think he was bending over. I didn't realize he was bending over because no, I was taking that's notes. funny. Well, at least now we know. Black boxer briefs. Yes. That's what I voted anyway. So. Ah. Ooh. Speaking of voting, I know we're not into, like, news and gossip or anything yet. But yeah. you guys do know it is time to vote for the People's Choice Awards favorite sci-fi actress. Catherine. Not Catherine. Excuse Her me. name is not Catherine. Sorry. You know, you know what? Catherine, Kristen. It's not the same, but it, they're similar. They're similar. They're, they're similar. similar. Uh, either way. So anyways, just have to leave that in there. Um, but they didn't get nominated. And I don't know if it's because they won last year. Can you not get nominated twice for favorite mm, couple? I feel like you should still be able to be nominated. Oh, I don't know the rules, happened, though. I would have to consult the People's Choice Awards. Please do. To ask them why that didn't work out in our favor. Yes. I don't know, but who knows? But keep um, voting anyways, guys, because yes, Kristen Kruick. Yes, please. Okay, sorry. I'm just going through my notes again, just making sure. I have lots of pictures and stuff for news and gossip, so I'm not really too worried about that. Let's just finish mm-hmm. up the show. Anything else, highlights that you caught that you want to talk about tonight? Um, no, not really. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see where this stuff goes with Tori. I think that's Me the most intriguing too. part about this episode is to see where things go with Tori. Obviously, next week, guess who's coming to dinner is the episode. I'm excited to see this Thanksgiving dinner. I'm also wondering, are we going to have a break after next episode because of Thanksgiving? I feel like we are. Um, I do another after show, and I know that they're not going to be on that yeah, next week. Yeah, so I feel like this okay. might be. But if you guys know, you're welcome to. We'll, yeah, we'll find out. You'll tweet we'll, us. We'll we find know. out. But, um... I'm thinking because they're having a Thanksgiving episode that we won't see them the week of or the week prior to Thanksgiving, uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. We might not see them. Um, not really sure, but, uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. How can, how can Reynolds kill off Vincent knowing I, how much his daughter loves him? You know, I don't know. And that's where that whole work comes priority first, number one, before Kat. That's Which, what I yeah, feel but like that, because he's still you know. in business. Yeah. Because really, if you love your daughter and if you were to listen to her and talk to her, you'd find out that they did have a healthy relationship towards the end of last season. And yeah, and you probably have the technology. If you were able to wipe him completely clean of his memory, you probably have the technology to bring him back to human. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. He must have the technology to so bring him back. So just let him be. Let him finish off. You know, don't even worry about the last. Well, he's probably the last mission anyways. Right. But either way, just let him go. Well, here's uh, Casey on Twitter, uh, or Carrie Bear 09. Uh, she tweeted us a theory that she's had, I guess, and I'm, I was just reading it, and it does sound like something that could technically happen. Go for it. Uh, she says, V can't control his beast side. He's suppressed kind of like the demons on Charmed, uh, mm-hmm. but he's still alert or kind of being pe- possessed by like a ghost uh, conscience, but he's not in control. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's like this overriding force where Vincent's trying to break through, but this ghost-like thing you know his beast side is overpowering <laughs> but she also goes and agent reynolds is a big fat liar <laughs> which i happen to agree with you i just think he's one of those people who knows what he wants 
and thinks he knows how to get it and doesn't care what he does to the people around him. So whether Kat loses the love of her life or she lost her mother, he must know how that happened. Right. Uh, She lost her father to all of this. He must know how that happened. Right, right, right. I mean, he's ultimate – he has a goal somewhere along the lines and that's his – that's his, you know – that's where he's looking. That's all he cares about. So getting close to Kat just keeps her off his back. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's and true. That's true. It's like being frenemies, you know, keep your enemies closer. But to me, it comes off very ingenuine. And maybe it's just because I know the truth and I know what his motives are, but... With the he, way he's acting yeah, towards Kat? Yeah, because he's just so, so, hey, so maybe we can go, like I said that before, maybe we can go in as, you know, the father-daughter team. Well... Let's, I, I don't know. Hey, I let's see get it. coffee. Hey, let's do this. I see it as being weird, but here's the thing. Say you're a father and the woman says you can't have any contact with her. But why? Uh, we don't know. I don't know. But, but that would make me wonder why. No, I agree. I mean, the story that he gave, the explanation that he gave, meh. Okay, but what mother's really going to say, you know what? I don't want my daughter to know you at all. Just stay out of her life. But Kat had a different dad. Stepdad is not her real dad. That's not fair to not let her know who her biological father is. No, but here's the is. thing. It's, it, it's If you choose to raise your child with this man, and this man doesn't know Kat's not his child, how do you introduce the new father? Oh, yeah, that kind of makes you look bad. Yeah, you cannot introduce but this she, new father. But you know what? New father can't be mad because she clearly had a relationship before him. She just happened uh, to be he pregnant. He can still be mad because she was cheating, apparently. Or well, that's what I was going to say. Having a baby with someone cheating. else, which, which but, she must have been cheating. But the way the dad explained it, Reynolds explained it, is we had something, broke up, didn't know she was pregnant, and then she got with new dad. But it, uh, but timing-wise, obviously, it wouldn't make sense. If I was new dad, I'd be like, wait, we've been dating for five months, and how are you Eight months pregnant. Yeah. I, I just think, you know. There's a big story behind there's it. There's a big story behind it. How does she introduce that without ruining her marriage, ruining Heather's life, ruining Kat's life? You know? And yeah. so I get why why she had that stay away. He supposedly was going to come back when she was 18, but then her mother died and didn't want to disrupt it. It does make sense. And if your daughter finds you and you've been looking after her all these years without her knowing and wanting to be a part of her life and then finally she asks to maybe be a part of yours i think you're gonna be an eager beaver yeah i think of well yeah you know it's your it's your daughter you missed out on her whole life the minute you meet them you're like okay we've gotta we have so much to catch up on okay so let me ask you this if you were in his position and you realize what was going on with the beast that you supposedly purchased and your daughter what would you do would you cut off all missions and but he knew. He knew at the end of season one, so never mind that. Yeah, that he's known is. the whole time. So, I mean, I don't know what I would do if I was in his position and I was controlling a beast and my daughter's life and all of those things. I just, I'm not really sure. But that's why he's a complicated man. That's and I think people aren't always as they seem. He may not be trying to have Vincent killed. We don't know. This is an assumption that we have all made from things that Gabe has said and things that Reynolds said mm-hmm. and just the way this show has played out. Mm-hmm. We may be way off base. We might be wrong. Oh, I'm got. I'm sorry. I've got a tweet from Monique who's saying that Reynolds told Catherine that Thomas adopted her. This is true. He did tell oh, right. her that. So therefore, if he was aware of the adoption, he knew that Catherine wasn't his. So hence, everybody but Catherine and Heather. and Heather. Okay, all the adults knew that she was adopted, but Heather was a real. That just. I don't know. That just seems so unfair. I understand you're trying to protect her, but again, why would there has to be something about the real father that makes you say you cannot be a part of her life, unless it's just for normalcy sakes? But even still, well, one, it could be for normalcy sake. 
Two, it could be they were both working for this highly classified organization. You can't have two parents who are secretive ops or whatever they were working undercover and doing these things for the government be married and have a baby. Could that technically work? Or did you have to have one parent who was just that, was just a dad? You know, and mm-hmm. he just worked and he was a normal guy and all mm-hmm. his only job was to take care of her. Logistically, does right. that make sense to have two parents who could be but, killed off any moment? But if they had more than a fling, which is what Reynolds described his and Vanessa's relationship, then somebody else probably knew that they had some sort. Ooh, she does this all the time, people. You know, I'm surprised my phone is still alive. Either way. <laughs> you hide know, that. Yeah. I, how do other people not know that they're involved unless the whole thing was secretive? And if so, for how long? If it's I'm sure it was secretive. I'm sure it was secretive because when you're working in a situation like that, I'm sure office romances aren't really, it, you know, accepted. I'm sure they're not like, oh, sure, you know, build some beasts and frog and play in the labs. Right. I doubt, I doubt it was a, a well-known thing. Well, either way, this whole entire situation is just... Hypothetical. We don't know the details. We're going to learn more about them, though. No. We will. But until we do, let's get into some news and gossip. All right. I am going to pull up... Actually, I gave myself some notes, so let me open those up really fast. Forgive me for my delay. Um, But... I have pictures, so why don't I have the engineer pull up some pictures and we can talk about that, because I have some behind-the-scenes stuff that I thought was really cool. This is from season one. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you remember the episode where JT got down with that bat and beat some Murfield tail, this would be the episode. So this is a really cool picture. Then we have a few other ones that are from season two. There is Vincent, a.k.a., or the other way around, I should say Jay Ryan, in the makeup chair. Nice. I'm presuming this could be season one, too, because maybe they're putting on the scar. Who knows? I'm sure. You know, he's really glad to not have to go through hours of all that, but he's still turning into a beast. So I'm assuming there's still a lot well, of special effects, that. makeup, you know, combination of the two. Yeah. So either way, moving on to our next picture. Oh, green screen action. This is also from season one. I feel like I think that is Vince. I cannot tell, it to be honest like, with it you. Looks like Vince, I don't know right? if he jumped off of something and that's what that's supposed to be. I don't know. Either way. Really cool picture. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, you may not be able to see this unless you enlarge in your screen, but this is actually Tough the love. script from Tough Love, if you guys remember that episode. And I just thought it was kind of neat that they posted it online, so I pulled it up. <laughs> so now you can memorize yes. the last page of Tough Love. Yes, exactly. And I don't know if I have any other pictures. If I do, we can pull them up. Oh, this is from season two, one of our favorite scenes where Catherine was handcuffed slash tied. I'm assuming that he's getting a little bit of direction just from people while obviously Kristen's getting her jeans fixed. I love how there's so many people that it takes to put together these episodes. It truly, there truly is. You know, it's funny because I've asked different actors when I've interviewed them for shows about love scenes and the comfort level. And they're like, you know what? There's absolutely, it's so professional. There is nothing that is romantic or anything about a love scene because there's so many people around you when you're doing it. People checking your hair, people fixing lights, sheet covers, la 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 la. So it's really not as romantic as it seems. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Right? I'm going to need, I'm uh, this picture of oh, um, yes, yes, Zach yes. and Vincent. Yeah, I think they're just having fun and taking pictures behind the scenes. So I Well, happy Veterans up. Day, boys. Yes. Oh, so appropriate. I know, I know, right? Well, hey, 
Very interesting. Yes. Okay, so now I do have my notes pulled up. And really, they're kind of spoiler-ish, just to talk about season, excuse me, episode seven and eight. So episode seven is titled, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Uh which we talked about. Um, Let's see. So we talk about Thanksgiving dinner with her father. And she's doing this in order to get information on Vincent's mission. So I'm assuming she's put two and two together by episode seven as to what is going on. Also, when Gabe and Tori join the festivities for Thanksgiving, true feelings come out. So I'm wondering what the true feelings are because they've also, I've found on the internet, a lot of stuff talking about Tori being a threat. I said it before a couple seasons, or excuse me, a couple episodes back that quite possibly there could be some sort of romantic tension, whether it be only on one end, like Tori's end or the other. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge. So maybe that'll happen then. Also, JT and Tess will... Be surprised that they're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving together. Yay! I don't know. I mean, we don't know what that means. That could be celebrating at a bar somewhere because they didn't think they were going to be alone. Gabe might be there. Yeah, or it could be a really intimate Thanksgiving. That's what I'm hoping for. So, episode eight, Vincent and Kat find themselves at odds at how to deal with Agent Reynolds, which forces Vincent to wonder if he's more beast than man, which is really weird because it sounds like this episode recap. Um, Let's see what else I have. Well, it's less Vincent considering that as it is Kat yes. right now. So uh, maybe Kat's doubts and his actions will lead him to wonder who he is. Maybe. Also, for a future actress that is coming up, I got this from Entertainment Weekly, that Serena Southerly from Law & Order will be on four different episodes of this particular series. So if you guys are fans of hers, she's coming up in the future. She's playing a character named Dana Marin, who's an FBI agent dedicated to cleaning up the FBI. Uh-oh. So that could be a problem. But in the spoilers, also talking about she's going to actually allow Kristen, excuse me, allow Catherine to find out more about her dad and more about her past. Right. I don't know how. So that should be interesting. Also, if you get a chance and you go online, this is going to sound so cheesy of me, but if you go on to bopandtigerbeat.com, who remembers that from when they were like 14? But anyway, they have a small clip. If you are interested in all, or excuse me, at all in fashion or what have you, it's actually the wardrobe people talking about how they put together outfits for Kristen Crook. So if you get a chance, go online, check that out. Yeah, definitely. That is my news and gossip for today. So why don't we get into some predictions? Mm-hmm. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. I'm going to let you do some predictions first, only because I had some people inbox me some predictions, and I want to look that up. So Okay, um, my first prediction that I held off on earlier tonight was about Tori, and okay. I think because <clears throat> I really do think maybe this was the first time she saw her dad beast out like that, mm-hmm. so maybe she, maybe she will be kind of taken under the wings of Catherine and Vincent, because Vincent kind of gained her trust, it seemed like, in the woods, and then Catherine befriended her. It seems like... She granted she did see Vincent kill her father, but right maybe you know she views them as people who could help her in this situation because she has nobody else. Mm-hmm. So my prediction is that maybe they'll she'll join the team. Oh, definitely. I think they're going to be a trio, but I think that's where the tension is going to come in as far as potential chemistry, potential chemistry, or she thinks it's chemistry because exactly. he saved her, or he's helping her, or he's showing her the ropes. Oh, I was going to say perceived chemistry, but on Catherine's behalf, because maybe he is showing her the ropes or teaching her how to control things, which means... Oh, you means- think Catherine would be jealous? Yeah, absolutely, huh. because it's something... Now, Tori has something that Kat does not have, will never have. And will never understand. Exactly, and now they have something that they can bond over and talk about or help empathize with each other and go through things okay. together. I didn't so see it like that, that could- but that makes sense. Yes. 
All right. All right. So my theory, not my theory, actually, this is PenPal02 had tweeted at me, and she's talking about several different things as far as something about this particular cross-species DNA lying dormant within people and how Gabe keeps talking about how similar and the same year and all these things that happened with Windsor is his year. So therefore, quite possibly, she seems to feel like maybe the beast isn't entirely gone from Gabe just yet. He just needs something to trigger that to happen. But her theory is also that possibly Catherine is going to be that trigger. Him having all these feelings for her, maybe eventually somehow it'll blow up and cause something for him to beast out. Huh, that's a good, interesting that's theory. A good very, very interesting theory. Let's see what else. Kurt's vague cryptic message to Tori when he was on the table may trigger Tori and cause her to t- turn beast. I'm not. I'm not quite sure what was it that he was saying to her that would trigger it because it wasn't anything heavy or deep. It was just talking about how much he loved her, right? Yeah. I'm I not. Know. I don't know. Let's see what else. She's got a lot of theories here. Um, to Vincent's blackouts. Uh, now, there's hints of a trigger again in the story. It was also around the time that Vincent 1.0 started to realize his feelings for Kat and warm up to her, which is similar to the pacing of the show now. He remembers that he wants to be with her. I'm not sure what the rest of that theory is, and maybe I just completely read it wrong. If that's the case, I do apologize. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, do you have any theories of your own? Um, well, as far as the... Well, it's kind of tough because I have read all these spoilers. spoilers. Yes, yeah, so I am already know, okay, there's going to be some sort of tension. Um... We talked about Thanksgiving and now JT and Tess spending time together. I would like something to start happening with that soon, only because I feel like Tess is so distracted with helping her friend out and trying to protect her from Vincent and everything that's going on. She needs something in her life to make her happy. She needs love. She's still, we don't hear her talk about it, but she's human. And I'm sure she's still getting over the fact that she's no longer with her quote unquote boyfriend, which I never thought she was his girlfriend. Well, she was his mis- she was his mistress. mistress. To me, that does not qualify as girlfriend. But that's my personal opinion. Either way, mm-hmm. it's still something you have to get over. So I feel like that's also where a little bit of the bitterness comes from. Maybe. I think she just needs love in her life. Probably. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. So it's not really a prediction. That's just a, a want. A and hope. hope. A yes, hope exactly. Either way, that wraps up today's show. If you want to continue the conversation or maybe next week you want to give us some of your predictions, you're more than welcome to do so. You can follow me at Kiss My Passport or please tweet Paige. Yes, tweet me or Instagram at Paige Cell. And also at AfterBuzz TV, you can always. Yes. Uh, and always iTunes, you can go there too and se- send us, you know, whatever your thoughts are and comment there because we read those prior to coming here. Yes. So. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. So I want to give a shout out and I am so sorry. I wanted to bring it on camera and I'll bring it next week, but shout out to at Carrie Bear. Oh, was it O2? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Thank you so much. She sent us these really cool Team Beastie mugs. Again, I'll show it to you guys next week. And we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for, you. for sharing your talent and your creativity with us. So thank you very much. And we will see you guys next week for another exciting episode of Beauty and the Beast. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 